Well, a harja. Gumani Gia Divsha Gular Jerry Adams Arish. August Tommy Egg Dolgohan, my August Tasilda Gumsa Gobel Shibsha Egg Dolgohan, my foster. So, be me just explaining if we Tehan Oichul Maravilla Sogum Shata Shedag Chakta or Jardine Sha Hugging. So the results will be in on Friday, maybe finished up by Friday. So I was thinking of uh, all those candidates who won't get elected, and I've, I've taken to updating a little tribute I did some years ago, explaining what candidate-itis means. And uh, I want to dedicate that to the majority of candidates who won't get elected. And as you digest the results, I would like you to think about them. And and good luck to them all, especially the Sinn Féin candidates. I hope we have a great result. And that, of course, is in the gift of the voters. So I thank all the voters as well as all the candidates. Now, in recent times, opinion polls have become an integral part of every election campaign. Most newspapers and broadcast outlets try to second-guess the electorate by commissioning polls. And then their columnists or pundits spend a huge amount of time analysing the poll they had just commissioned. And so do many of the candidates and their supporters. And this can lead to mood changes and other character-changing tendencies. Gomeleskill. It can also be very stressful. So every candidate and everyone else should be mindful of the particular and peculiar stresses and strains that come with being a candidate. And the form of ailment that accompanies this is candidate-itis. It begins with the candidate coming to believe, with certainty known only to the prophets of old, that they're going to win. This syndrome is capable of moving even the most rational aspirant or shy wallflower into a state of extreme self-belief. It strikes without warning, is no respecter of gender, and can infect the lowly municipal hopeful, as well as the aspiring parliamentarian and the lofty presidential wannabe. I believe this is due to two factors. First of all, Most people standing in the election see little point in telling the voters that they're not going to win. That just wouldn't make sense. Of course not. So they say they are going to win. And that's when candidate-itis starts. As the we are going to win is repeated time and time again and time again, it starts to have a hypnotic effect on the person intoning the mantra. By this time it's too late. And that brings me to the second factor. Most people encourage candidate-itis, unintentionally. Not even the candidate's best friend will say, hold on, you haven't a chance. Except for the media, but no candidate believes the media. And most candidates are never interviewed by the media anyway. So a victim of candidate-itis will take sucker from any friendly word from any punter. Even a good luck takes on a new meaning. 
and I won't forget you is akin to a full-blooded endorsement. So are we to pity sufferers of candidiatitis? Probably not. They are mostly consenting adults, although some parties occasionally run conscripts. In the main, these are staunch party people who are persuaded to run by more sinister elements who play on their loyalty and commitment. In some cases, these reluctant candidates run on the understanding that they're not going to get elected. Their intervention, they are told, is to stop the vote going elsewhere or to maintain the party's representative share of the vote. In some cases, this works. But in other cases, despite everything, a reluctant hero or heroine actually gets elected. A friend of mine was condemned to years on Belfast City Council when his election campaign went horribly wrong. He topped the poll. That's another problem in elections based on proportional representation. Topping the poll is a most for some candidates. But in PR elections, such ambition creates a headache for party managers. If the aim is to get a panel of party representatives elected, they all have to come in fairly evenly. This requires meticulous negotiations to carve up constituencies. Implementing all of this actually makes the implementation of the Good Friday Agreement look easy. It means only placing posters and distributing leaflets in specified areas with clear instructions to the electorate on how they should uh, vote, on how the party would like them to vote. And some elections I have noticed that some candidates, uh, not Sinn Féin candidates I, I want to stress, I've noticed some others putting up posters in their colleagues' territory. That's not a good sign. It requires an inordinate amount of discipline on the candidate's behalf not to fall into this trap. Many do. Some don't. Some get really sleeked. Particularly as the day of reckoning comes closer. Panic attacks and an allergy to losing can lead to some sufferers poaching a colleague's votes. This is a very painful condition that leads to and can lead to serious outbreaks of nastiness and reprisals and recriminations if detected before polling day. It usually cannot be treated and can have long-term effects. So, dear readers, dear listeners, all of this is by way of lifting the veil on these problems, which in fact are election contests. Politicians are a much maligned species, in some cases not without cause. So the next time you look at a poster or get a leaflet through the letterbox or are confronted at your door by a wild-eyed candidate, occasionally accompanied by a posse of cameras, then take a more tolerant and benign view of the sometimes strange antics of these citizens who contest elections. When you're accosted by a pamphlet waving candidate as you shop in the supermarket or collect the children at school or are minding your own business as you walk along the street, try to see beyond the brush exterior. If they get carried away with themselves, it's not really their fault, you know. Big boys and big girls make them do it. Most candidates are decent, well-meaning, civic-minded citizens. It's a pity some have awful politics. So your votes should not encourage this. They will have difficulties enough dealing with defeat 
as well as the outworking of candidate Aidas. But they will recover eventually. If they get elected, they or we may never recover. Think of that as you cast your vote. Spare us from that. On a more serious note, I want to extend my solidarity and condolences to the Palestinian people, and especially to the family of Qadr Adnan, who died on May the 2nd after 87 days on hunger strike. His death in an Israeli prison, coming just three days before Irish Republicans commemorated and celebrated the life of Bobby Sands, was especially poignant. As I read the reports of Cotter's death, I recalled Bobby's words from his prison diary, which he wrote on the 17th of March 1981 on St. Patrick's Day, and he wrote about the lure of food and the desire for freedom. Bobby said, I was thinking today about the hunger strike. People say a lot about the body, but don't trust it. I consider that there's a kind of fight. Firstly, the body doesn't accept the lack of food and it suffers from the temptation of food and from other aspects which gnaw at it perpetually. The body fights back, sure enough, but at the end of the day, everything returns to the primary consideration and that is the mind. The mind is the most important. But then, where does this proper mentality stem from? Perhaps from one's desire for freedom. It isn't certain that that's where it comes from. But if they're not able to destroy the desire for freedom, they won't break you. And so it was for Qadr Adnan. The battle between the temptation for food and the demand for freedom is one that he had fought before. He had previously been arrested 12 times and interned by the Israeli regime. On several earlier occasions he had undertaken a hunger strike, including in 2015 when he was 55 days without food. Last week the father of nine was one of more than 1,000 Palestinian internees scattered in prisons across Israel and the occupied territories. Every day there are reports of systematic abuse by Israeli forces against the Palestinian people. In our time, in our country and our struggle, ten hunger strikers died and two others in Britain. Others died in previous generations. This Friday last, we remembered Francie Cues, who was the second Republican hunger striker to die in 1981. So let us also remember those others around the world, and especially those living under the apartheid system in Israel, who also struggled for freedom. And to Qatar's wife, Randa Musa, his children and family, I extend the solidarity of Irish Republicans. And I I was in uh, Palestine a number of times, but in 2009, a bunch of us made our way into Gaza City. And on April the 8th, I wrote a little poem. And it's, it's available in a little book of poetry called Poems for Hard Times which can be got through uh, an Ashok. 
But here's, it's only a few lines and it's a, a reminder of the horror of life for people in Palestine and particularly people in the Gaza Strip. Gaza. Rubble on rubble. Twisted metal and ghosts everywhere. Ghosts of little children playing in the ruins. Little ghosts. Peisty bakta laughing, shouting, crying and dying in Gaza. So Shin Mamej, the card just sort of says Craig Bronach and Chakton Shaw Ak Bay Lehanta Nisfar on Bay Aharu on. So I think we go out with a little lullaby to the children of Palestine and Israel and to children who suffer everywhere. So let's have our old friend Christy Moore and John O'Dreams. Gunyurian Ta Levsha, Lori Medjarish, Ah Moor Orav Gulyar. When midnight comes and people hold thread Seek now your blanket and your feather bed On comes the rover, his journey's over Yield up the night Across the hill the sun is gone straight Tomorrow's cares are many dreams away The stars are flying Your candle is dying up the darkness to John dreams Both man and master in the night All things are equal when the day is done Reference and plowman the slave and the free man All find their comfort In all John The dreams in the wrong place it should have been after the second version or should no, it? no it's in the right verse but um, it's just too long <laughs> the prince and the plumber the slave and the free man all find their comfort in all jobs 
When sleep it comes, the dreams come run and clear. The hawks of morning cannot reach Sleep is a river flow on forever and for your boatman choose old John the dreams and for your boatman choose old John And for your boatman, choose old John.